Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I am Brad, here with Doug. Hey. Doug recently got a 3DS mm-hmm. in 2022, <laughs> yep. uh, and realized that we kind of had some, both of us actually had some big blind spots in like the DS portable Nintendo area, so yeah. you went through and bought a bunch of 3DS games, so this might turn into the We Play 3DS Games channel for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, we're now like a retro podcast. Oh man, I just found out recently like the Wii is actually legitimately retro. It's the same distance away from like when we were kids playing the Super Nintendo as it is like the Wii to the Super Nintendo. It's not fun. The that, 3DS that, might actually be really retro, which is really scary. Every now and then I think about that with someone like I'm like, oh, I should go back and play this game for like the 360 or something. Like that game's like 15 years old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the one we want to focus on here is a link between worlds. Yes. Legend of Zelda, um, connection to a link to the past. One of the Zelda games that has a very direct link there. It it is a pretty direct link, right? I don't really know much about it. It's a sequel. It's actually a sequel to it. So, which is great because I never played that one. And so whenever I make any comparisons, (laughs) it's going to be to Ocarina, which I did finish. Um, and people are like, it's like, yeah. Ocarina is the only Zelda you finished? Yes. Other than, okay. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So continue with your talking about this franchise of like 30 games that you have played one of. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I picked up, I picked up a link between worlds. Um, I did not like a link to the past. I'm like, I, I, I tried playing it a few times and it was just kind of ugly and boring to me. (laughs) That's that's not going to go over well. Well, no, I mean, okay, well, even comparatively, if you think it's something like the other top-down ones that are, like looked really cool to me that it's never played, it was like Four Swords, like that looks awesome. Um, the Oracle of Ages, like those look cool. The the Game Boy one looks cool. The Link to the Past when I was just playing, playing I was just like, eh, it's, it wasn't really my thing. So that's why I was like really kind of like, okay, well, Link Between Worlds, I know is a direct sequel. So I'm kind of like low expectations. I got a 3DS. I just heard it's like a really good game. Um and this just completely blew me out of the water. I absolutely love this game. It was <laughs> it was so 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 good. <laughs> um, so, and I think I think a lot of it to me was just playing on my expectations of Ocarina and kind of expecting not to like it. And it's like, oh, actually, I maybe I do like these top down uh, Zelda games. <laughs> so what what was the hook? Like what what got you into this one? Where where was that thing that you're like, yep, okay, I'm in, versus the other I, top down ones? I th- I think this one has a lot more personality um than just a lot of other games i played so again i really only play ocarina so i can only speak to that one but there's just a lot of personality within the each individual characters the story kind of had an interesting hook um it basically sets up uh you it's basically kind of the same same similar as most of these where it's like with ocarina time and the other ones where um you kind of travel around a bit you're doing kind of these little side quests and all of a sudden the castle attacks and then you know everything changes yep. uh the castle is attacked and everything changes um the thing i really liked about this one is the the character's really fun um one of the kind of the fun hooks is that there's a guy who just kind of bums around your house um <laughs> and he's not very nice and uh and it was just kind of like a funny idea of like, I'm going off on my adventure and there's this bum living in my house. So every time I return home, it's not like I'm returning to my parents or returning to whoever. It's I'm returning to this guy who's just like slinking around my house. <laughs> crashing <laughs> on your couch, eating your Cheetos. <laughs> yes, exactly. It has, it has a very crashy on your couch um, attitude. Um, and I'll explain kind of like the major mechanic with that one. Um, but the thing that's kind of fun, that I think the big mechanic that, that did kind of kick everything off is this thing called the Dark World. Um I think this is also in a link to the past, but as part of the series, there's a good world and a dark world. 
Um, I would say Ocarina of Time kind of Ocarina of Time is kind of similar where it's like, okay, this is the present and then this is the future and the future is bad. Um, how this one plays with it, it's actually um, something in the past changed. So it's like it's like a different timeline. So you're going to like mm-hmm. a totally different timeline, same years in the future, like same like same uh, period of time, that, um, but just like a different timeline. So you're kind of going to like an alternate yeah. dimension. Yeah. Um, and the ultimate dimension stuff was was really, really fun. Um, because you get to meet all these fun, quirky characters and you get to meet their evil versions. <laughs> oh, is it like straight um, up like I have a mustache now, I'm mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like the town is like so so like the, the town you visit, instead of just being like, Oh, it's the fun town with all these places, like it's a town of thieves and everybody's mm-hmm. a thief. Um so it's kind of fun seeing like those good evil versions. Um and the mechanic that is really fun is that you swap between the worlds pretty frequently. Um and I just thought that mechanic was really, really well done. Um, again, going back to Ocarina of Time, the big issue, i it's not even an issue I had with Ocarina of Time, but in order to go from the past to the future, you had to go to this one location. Yep. And then when you get to that one location, you could then swap to the future, swap to the past, and you come out, and it was kind of a hassle getting to at any point in time. Um, but in this one, there's areas all over the place where you can go between the, like the light world and the dark world. So you're always swapping between the two. So it's like in this world, there's a pathway I can take uh, to go across, but if I go in the other world, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does a lot of fun stuff with just like the overworld of like trying to figure out your way around the overworld as you're going between these two dimensions. Yeah. And you're also being this huge cast of characters as a result because there's essentially twice the amount of characters. Um, and I just really love that hook um, because it was just really fun exploring. Um, the mechanics were really, really nice and smooth. I think there was just something with the top down thing that just made it feel really easy to open and close. I feel like um, with like Ocarina, it's like I'm going on a grand adventure. And yeah. on this one, it's like I can do a few minutes of that and just kind of close it and then <laughs> open again. It kind of reminded me of um, in the 90s, everybody likes to talk about Polly Pocket, but there's this other thing that was basically the guy version of Polly Pocket called Mad Max. Do you don't do, do you know what I mean? Not Mad Max, a Mighty Max. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No frame of reference. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll just delete this part. But it's a little toy that you opened up and you had this little diorama <laughs> with like these like little figures running around. Um, so it felt like I was opening a little diorama that I was just like kind of peeking into into this like little mm-hmm. world and I would just close my little diorama when I was done. <laughs> um, and I really, really liked that aspect of it. Interesting. Um, a lot. So it just is had that... I guess that was kind of like all the hooks. And I was just like, Oh, this actually is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So it with with that just open and close thing. Because I think that's probably I've been trying. I tried to play Ocarina of Time a little bit on the Switch, and I kept going like, "This isn't a good stopping point. This isn't a good stopping point. This isn't yeah. a good stopping point." I think that that portable nature is a big, a big hook with something like this. Um, that going back and forth between light and dark worlds does that play into dungeons at all, or um, it doesn't? Not, it, not spoilery, I guess, because I guess I could. Yeah, it, I would say it doesn't. It doesn't questions. play a lot into dungeons specifically, but as to, it does getting to dungeons. You might play fully like when you when you do the um your first mission is very similar to ocarina of time like go get three things across the the yeah. region so you explore the light region for a few hours before you get to the dark one so yeah. you'll play like a light version of that dungeon and then a dark version of that dungeon which is just completely different mechanically um but i'd say like that swapping between them only occurs in the overworld it doesn't really occur within the dungeon okay. itself until like i think near the end there's like a little bit of that but but not so much um, which I think is, I was thinking like in hindsight, I think it's actually pretty good um, because it it kind of keeps, 
it keeps that mechanic just in the overworld. So you're, there's never like, well, should I actually go back and forth between? It, I just like that it was kind of kept. It's yeah. kind of like cordoned off in just the overworld. I can see like why you, you would think like, oh, well, it actually might be nice to do that in some of the dungeons. But the dungeons had such unique and interesting puzzles in and of themselves that they didn't need an additional layer of complexity. Yeah. Um, I will say one of kind of, one of the interesting points you were thinking about earlier where you're saying there's not a good stopping point with Ocarina. I felt like this was the first portable game I've played in a long time. There's a lot of games that are now Switch. Switch is portable, but yep. I feel like Switch doesn't have portable games on it. It has console games on it, but mm-hmm. like a portable game is built for you to play a few minutes at the time. So when you yep. do a dungeon, it's about 15 minutes. Halfway through, exactly 50 percent of the way through every dungeon, there's a warp back to the save at the beginning, so you can spend you know seven and a half yep. minutes playing a dungeon, and then you did the half a dungeon, then you do the next half of the dungeon. Um, so it was really great in that way. I'd say the one thing that I didn't like because of that, it felt less of an adventure than Ocarina. It felt less of an action-adventure game. It felt more of a like a puzzle game, if that makes sense. Um, Interesting. Because it's so mechanics-heavy that you don't feel like you're going... Like, you can see the grid. You can see the... Yeah. Um, you can see the tricks. Actually, I did forget to mention one of the biggest mechanics of the game is... Um, I don't know how to describe it, um, and maybe it's maybe it's just kind of a neat thing to watch in trailers. It's just, I guess, kind of in the whole gamut of you know different mechanics, it doesn't really matter too much. It's this cool thing where you stick to a wall. <laughs> um, so if you're walking near any wall, you press a button and you just stick to it, and then you become like a painting on that wall that you can move, kind of move back oh, and weird. forth between. Yeah, so it's like really cool. So for I'll give you a good example. During a boss fight, a boss might be doing some crazy attack and like slaps, like stomping all over the place. You just have to go on the wall and just kind of wait for him to finish his attack. Mm-hmm. Or let's say there's a gap that's too big. It's like, well, I can stick to the wall and then kind of move around. Um, I'd say just like talking about it as a mechanic individually just doesn't sound super interesting, but it's really, really neat on the 3DS because you have this top-down view and then once it changes to two, once you like stick to a wall, it, like the camera swoops down into your like little world and you see him moving along the wall. That's um, like a much, much closer camera. And it just actually, it just looks gorgeous when they do it. It's just kind of a fun little swapping between the 3D and the 2D looks really cool on a, th- on a console that's based on, on 3D, 3D yeah. um, stuff. Yeah. So um, with that in mind, then is it more, it's more geared toward puzzles more so than combat? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Combat I mean, really but I don't. All, like, I mean, there there is combat, but it's like it's very simple. Just kind of like you you tap your sword. You, it's yeah, like the you, exact. You yeah, swing it in front it, of you and you hit the thing once or twice. Yeah, and I'd say like there's like some big boss moments that are kind of fun, but I'd say like the bosses are very very puzzle centric. That it's like you just hit it when he's stunned. The the thing is like okay, how do I get to him to a stun state? Yeah. So. That's why I'm saying like it feels much more mechanical in that way. It feels more puzzle-like, and overall, it feels like less of an adventure. Um, one of the other cool things that they do that I thought was really neat is like so in Zelda games, you you get your like as you're going linearly through the story, you get your different you know items. So like okay, I got yeah, my hook shot, your, and then yep. I got my boomerang, and then I got my um, yeah. And you use so, that to solve your dungeon puzzles. You use that to stun your boss. You use that to yeah exactly so the, there's an interesting mechanic in here that i'm not gonna get too detailed into where that guy who bums around your house actually rents equipment to you so mm-hmm. you never actually earn a hook shot he'll rent you a hook shot and then when you die it, it gets returned back to him he'll rent you a, a boom a boomerang but the thing that's kind of neat about that rental system is that you can go to any dungeon you want oh. and like once you get to that dungeon you're like okay 
there's even like a little signpost thing. They'll have like a boomerang on it. You're like, okay, I'll just warp back to that guy and then rent the boomerang just for that. And then, so I don't really, because if you think about like in, in Zelda stuff in most Zelda games, you don't really need an item outside of like one dungeon, maybe two. Mm, I guess, yes. I guess for like for final, for, I'd say for final dungeons, it gets a little crazy. Um, but for most dungeons, it's like, we're just going to okay, do this yeah. one mechanic. Yes. We're gonna do <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're just gonna do this like one mechanic. Um, so they basically they basically took that as like, well, if we're only doing it for one one mechanic per dungeon, then like why do you need to go on any sort of like linearity to pick up these different yeah. items? Let's just say, you know, go anywhere. Um, which is 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 neat. I think that was kind of the idea they were going for. I think the rental system's a little weird because it does cost a lot of in-game money to rent something. <laughs> and you can rent, and like what I would do is like I would rent all the equipment. I just rent everything at once. So like any dungeon I came yeah. upon, I knew I'd have the right thing. But then when you die, it all gets returned and you have to like rebuy it. And the guy's a real jerk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want you to be condescending to me. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Does that, does that affect, and does that affect the story at all? And like the, the meaning behind dungeons, I guess in my mind, it's normally like, okay, I'm going to this dungeon to get this particular thing, or I'm going to the dungeon to do accomplish this task. Does the story feel more like open ended and loose then, where it's just like, go collect it's, your seven things from the seven varieties of dungeons? It is literally the exact same thing as Ocarina, where you have to you have to get the seven sages, and yeah. each seven sages is a different dungeon. So you can do like get the sages, whatever order you want, um, doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, I'd say that in I'd say in that case, like the story is like pretty loose. Like you collect three things, they introduce the dark world, then you collect seven more things. Um, I will say though. The ending of this game is probably one of my favorite video game endings ever. Really? Interesting. <laughs> it, it totally came out of nowhere. Um, I they pulled neat little um, some neat little tricks that I like wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. um, and it just had one of my favorite endings to a game ever. And I think the thing that was even more the thing, the thing that made it more surprising is that I don't expect a lot of the story in Zelda. Um, so when it had this very cool elaborate ending that had some really interesting character moments, yeah, with link and zelda it's like i didn't i don't know they're more like archetypes than characters so seeing these yeah. like really cool character moments um was really really neat and overall i think it was just it was just amazing I, I i don't know if i liked it i think the only reason i didn't like it as much as ocarina was again that it didn't have that big adventure scope mm-hmm. but i think it it was like i think this is like one of those things where like, it's like i can see where it's like oh i see why people like nintendo games <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I just never a fan of that. That, that you don't like Nintendo. I think that would have been. It's a good not that I don't like Nintendo. I just <laughs> they release very good games and mostly middling games. Um, and then playing the very good games every once in a while, like oh, these are actually pretty good. <laughs> That's why people are yeah. excited about this. Cool. Well, we are we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter, Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>